It's time for the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Eden Gathering podcast. It's great to have you with us. We have an old faithful back on the sofa with us today, Mr. Matthew. I'm old James and I'm faithful. Elroy Gordon. Levitt. They're going to think all of those are my middle names. They, they are. are, Matt. They are. But they're not. Uh, and also, the little new voice that you might be hearing is Emily, Jane, Grace, Gertrude, Louise. Anna. And suddenly that's come back to haunt me because none of those are my names. Oh. <laughs> well, some of them are. Yeah, Emily and Hannah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, Matt, he's been on the podcast. I have before. indeed. But indeed, who indeed. Who on earth are you? What are you doing they, here? They asked me back because it had been too long. Yeah. So me, um, I work for the Forge Church, so I'm yeah. on the staff team um, at the Forge. Um, I also oversee Eden, um, mm. so I'm a big fan of the podcast, obviously, oh, because of that. We like you. Um, and I am wife of Dave and mother of two, and that's me in a nutshell. Great. Well, it's good to have you with us. This is um, the podcast in which we try to delve a little bit deeper not just well in the tone there. of our voice, but the yes. subjects that we talk about. And we're asking some big questions. And today's big question post Well, we were us, just talking about breastfeeding. We were talking about breastfeeding. Would you like to continue subject. that discussion? Well, we could do, but it'd probably be a bit Matt's tried boring. it, so... What, <laughs> what breast milk? <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, in carry what, on with well, you. No, but in, one, in what context did you try it? Oh, you've got to give it a taste, haven't you? Yeah, I but, just like to say I've breastfed both my children and I have never tasted really? it. Are you saying no. from the nipple or are you saying expressed breast milk? Are you saying you've gone up to a pregnant lady and said, <laughs> can I have some? Or are you saying she's expressed some into a bottle? Yes, can I have a sweet? Yes, yes. I think this could be very relevant to the topic that we're discussing so, this evening. <laughs> okay, so off breastfeeding, yes. um, which we probably should should leave. Um, we are talking about... that. Actually, though, in seriousness, bringing it back, would you tweet us if you want to hear about more parenting stuff? Because we never really know whether to go there because it excludes a load of people. But actually, millennials are supposed to be kind of 20s to 30s, if, you, if you're if you putting a really broad banner on it. I'm 25. Um, I have two children. Sam, who is one of, well, he's the best looking one that comes on the podcast, but he is 25 with no children um, that we know about. And parenting um, stuff doesn't have to exclude yeah, people who aren't but, married. You know, I we're a bit scared of alienating a bunch of people. So please let us know. Tweet me at Benjamin Lasky because um, I always forget all the other handles other than mine. So tweet me and we can sort it out. Um, but off of breastfeeding, and <laughs> today breastfeeding, yes. we are talking about dun, 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 suffering. Yeah. Big topic. It is. Um, why does all this bad stuff happen? Why does God allow it? Why, if God is good, does bad stuff happen? So I think before we just answer it in a sentence, Matt, what do you reckon? Su what's what's suffering to you when you hear? If someone posed that question to you, where does your mind go instantly? That's a great question. Um, I spend a lot of time thinking, working, 
um, fundraising, planning for street children in Guatemala. And, and I think this will be quite interesting in the discussion tonight, actually, because you've already made a distinction. There's the kind of suffering where it's personal, where it's an issue, it, uh, where it hurts, where there's pain, where there's tears, where there's frustration, where there's anger. And then there's the issue, the topic of, as you just mentioned, why does God allow this? Why there's all this mm. bad stuff? And there's these two things that f- kind of sit within that topic of suffering. Yeah. So if you're asking me, I could list loads of times where I've suffered in life. But then I look at the world and I look at other people, people I know, um, and I go, wow, I've not suffered at all compared to them. Yeah, it's it's perspective, isn't it? It is, mm. absolutely. What about you, Em? Where does your brain automatically go when you... Um. When think, you saw that you were coming to talk about this, what where were you thinking it was going to go? So I think, like Matt, I'd say that there's kind of, I'd almost say there's two, not polar opposites, but two camps. There's the, the suffering that happens in the world that might be related to um, natural disasters or starvation or famine, that type of mm-hmm. almost what we I would term extreme suffering because it's extreme circumstantial suffering. Yeah. But then I'd also go to personal pain um so suffering that would relate to losing people that you love um to sickness and and that's much more personal i think because Mm -hmm. often that's around cancer or loss or you know cancer just one thing but loss in some way which would be actually why have i seen somebody i love suffer as they've gone through something like an illness or um or something like that yeah so for me there's like these two I mean, we, I don't really know how to guide the discussion, but there are two issues for me and they're, they're just a bit separate. So why do, I mean, you could argue anything that you want, but let's take the example of hurricanes or stuff that is outside of our control. Um, stuff that isn't man-made in quotes. I mean, you could argue that, We've contributed to global warming, weather changes, extreme weather, blah, 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 blah. That's that's one side. And then there's the more man-made suffering. Um, I'm trying to think of what I mean by that, but do do you know what I mean? And and why shouldn't there be suffering, Ben? I I don't know. (laughs) Why shouldn't there be suffering? Why shouldn't there be? Well, I think God made world without suffering didn't he yeah 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 Yeah. i think so yeah in in the original plan yeah so why are we all suffering why what's changed why are we here now is suffering worse than it used to be is more going on now than it used to be i i'm of the opinion no i think i think actually stuff's getting a bit better okay um could be yeah, yeah yeah i mean i don't have data from 6000 bc um but when i look at even stuff some of the stuff that's happening in the bible just within families i think hmm, maybe but that <laughs> doesn't help somebody who's suffering in, no. in the midst yeah. of it i guess the classic argument that we we may have had in pubs or you know from friends talking with us is if god is so good if he's so powerful if he's all-knowing. And there are long words, omnipotent, omniscient, yeah. omnibenevolent, but but it's this all-good, all-powerful, all-loving. On the one hand, why does suffering exist? Yeah. 
And and the philosophical argument goes from there. It's, well, is he not all-powerful, i.e. can't do anything about it? Is he not all-loving, i.e. he chooses not to do about it? And that's a philosophical argument. And that argument has been around for, I mean, Epicurus started it. That was the third century. Yeah, well, you don't so tell you me know, about him. long time, long time ago. I've and read his transcripts. <laughs> well, <laughs> Epic, okay, push it on a bit. Push it on a bit. There was um, a philosopher called Mackey, who's an Australian guy, yep. in the mid fifties, sixties, nineteen fifties, nineteen sixties, and he kind of progressed that same argument. Yeah, he's saying, look, we kind of, and he he used mathematical symbols, x and y and stuff, but essentially it's the same argument. Mm. It's so is if God is who we say he is, why does this suffering exist? Yeah. And that's the philosophical, theological debate we can have. Okay. And we can talk about that stuff, but so, then there's yeah. still the person. So and I was going to say, I think that people that ask that question are the ones that are wrestling with the idea of who is God. And that actually often a lot of the time people ask that question is a way of trying to defend to say that there isn't a God. So they've already made a position and actually they're using that question to be like, well, if there was a God, mm. then actually how good he allow this suffering so it's already a negative already well, I think a that's negative true question. for some but, but not for not, all not for all and i and i know that's a brushstroke mm. but i think actually often when somebody is asking why is all this suffering in the world and they're in the midst of suffering the question if you scratch really below the surface is if there is a god where is he amidst my suffering mm-hmm. like that pain of that says actually i don't feel like he's here so actually that that's it's more of a personalized question that's what i would feel is going on often for people. Um, is Only actually, if they believe in yeah, a God. If they, if they yeah, believe yeah, in yeah. God. But even if they don't believe in a God, there's that sense that says, I'm suffering, so how could this be Yeah, suffering will either push us further away from God or, or so bring all us we, closer all to So all we him. can do is talk about us. Okay. Because mm-hmm. we're the only yeah. people here. So who is God to you? Em? Is he all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving? Yes, he is. Yeah, like I, that's who I believe in. Um, but I think um, so. Uh, this, the only suffering that I can really relate to is mm. that I have lost a daughter, mm. um, and so she was born at twenty-eight weeks, and she only lived for two days, and she mm. died. Um, and so that's not suffering in the extent of saying. Um, you know, famine or, you know, tsunamis and things yeah. like that. But suffering in the sense that says actually that was really painful and actually sh- she died as a consequence of not really anything other than being born too early. Yeah. Um, and so within that, do I think that God's all powerful? Yes. Do I believe that God could have made the situation different? Yes. Do I believe the situation was as it was? Well, of course it was. Yes, that's how it happened. Do I believe God was within that circumstance as I went through that? Yes. Do I think and know that I asked the question why a Mm. lot afterwards and why did it happen? And also, where were you, God? Yeah, I asked those questions. But actually, those questions were really important for me to ask, to wrestle more of who I am and who he was out of that scenario, to realise that I can stand and say, even in the midst of something that's difficult like that, God is good, even if bad things are happening. I can believe in the character of God. And I can't remember, there was ages ago, a lady that put a post up that says, actually, to believe in the goodness of God because your circumstances is good actually kind of undermines his character. Whereas actually, if you can believe in the goodness of God, irrespective of your circumstances, then yeah, there's this, there's a strength to that. Mm. 
yeah, I don't know. Like I, I I've worded that badly. No, it's no, a much no. better phrase, and, and phrase when I'm she bit, wrote down. I'm a bit cautious about, thanks so much for sharing that. So I'm a bit cautious around questioning about this because this is so close to you. Do you know what I mean? It's so, so. No, ask any questions. Um, would you say that God's will was done in that situation? Or would you say that sometimes God's will doesn't happen? Oh, um, I'm looking at Matt because Matt's probably got a very good theological answer to that. (laughs) I think um, from my perspective, I think understanding there's different kinds of God's will. So I think there's God's ultimate will for the world, which means that actually as a Christian, I believe that suffering will be dealt with and the end of the time because actually we're in a place where suffering exists but it won't always exist that actually the bible promises there'll be no more tears and no more crying and that actually there'll be a time where actually we're in heaven with god Mm. and 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 all of that will cease Um, and so i believe his ultimate will is that is that we get to experience that. So his will is not that people suffer, that actually suffering is a consequence of something that we call, which is the fall. And that is a decision that happened back at creation for Adam and Eve to choose to not do as God wanted. And when by doing that, actually that's when evil and suffering became a part of our world. And so the narrative that I understand about the world says that suffering entered in then, and that's why we have suffering. Mm. And this world isn't as God intended it to be, but actually he has been on this amazing plan and unworking and unfolding this plan through Jesus so that suffering will cease. Yeah, yeah, and, and we can't... I fully agree with the theology of yeah, creation, Adam and Eve, but, but actually suffering is about us too in not that we suffer but actually we cause it to yeah you know sin which is that kind of bible word which is kind of not doing stuff the way that god would want it done is us Mm. is is us you know when when a drunk driver mows down somebody in the street is it really god's fault you know when you you raise some really big natural world issues you know, when people starve to death, is it really God's fault? We've got enough food on this planet to feed everybody, yeah. plenty. Trouble is, we keep most of it and a lot of the world doesn't have yeah. enough. Um, even when some horrific stuff happens like tsunamis, you know, the famous Boxing Day tsunami yeah. where thousands of people died, you know, and later investigation, you know, those a lot of those were poverty-stricken people living in shacks on beaches because they can't live anywhere else. Mm. Um, and, and they died because of their circumstance, which was caused by man's greed. Um, I want this stuff. I'm not giving it away. You know, uh, even on the big macro scale, I think you can trace down a lot of suffering happens because of our, our choice. So God wouldn't be the cause, but mm. why doesn't he intervene? Well, I think, um, so this kind of goes back to some quite deep thinking about what it means to be human Mm -hmm. and what it means to be a follower of God. And there's this phrase called free will, our ability to choose. So philosophers work this through, theologians work this through, and it's kind of, so what options has God got? He could make us kind of like robots, automatons, where we have to just do good. But actually, 
um, we wouldn't be human. Part of being human is that ability to choose. And actually, we know that as parents sitting around mm. the table or whatever. You know, if, if somebody forced you to love them, well, then it wouldn't really be love. You know, there'd be no such thing as compassion. There'd be no no such thing as bravery. You know, all these things that we think are great characteristics of human beings would just not be there if we couldn't choose to but do I, good or I evil. I thought we believed in an all-knowing God. We do believe in an all-knowing so God. That's not free will then. Well, he knows the choices that we make, but that doesn't mean that he controls the choices that we make. It does. I've got to play devil's advocate. This is kind of does. If he knows, that's not my choice. Now this is a totally separate. I mean, we could go down this line, but it's not to do with suffering. I think we should go go. down. I think let's go. We'll pull it. We can pull it back. Okay, if you want. Um, uh, Just because he knows what I'm going to choose doesn't mean he makes me choose it. The only choice that would be involved with that with God, I think. So I would see Mm. that actually you could argue in create. So if God knows everything, if God's outside of the time and he knows everything that's going to happen, Mm. when he created the world, he's choosing for those choices to be made. Does that make sense? You could argue that. Um, and I think that that's true. He chose for those choices to be made, but I don't think he makes me choose them. I have the choice. You, you, you you, you've got a wife at home. You could probably, and this is in our hum, human frailty, you could probably make a pretty good guess what she might what she might say. Do you want the tea or coffee? Yeah. You could pretty, you know, if you offered her a tin of biscuits, you know which one she's going to choose. Yeah. In Custard fact, cream. you know which one she's going to choose. Yeah. But you don't make her choose that. She actually has free will to choose whichever biscuit she likes. But but you, in your knowledge of her, knows what she's going to choose. And then just ramp that up by a billion fold and more yeah. of God's intimate knowledge of who I am. He knows what I'm going to choose, but he doesn't make me choose it. I mean... For, for me, yeah, okay. for me, him knowing means it's not free will. Uh, I think I... I kind of not well. I'm not sure what I believe. Again, I'm always happy in the grey on this stuff, but I kind of believe in this thing that I call like the illusion of free will. Okay. So, um, I feel like I've got a choice, um, and I feel like. But and philosophically, you can think that. But in the reality of day to day, it actually makes no difference whether no. it's an illusion of free will or true free will. Yeah. You get the choice, Ben, to do good or evil. Yeah. You get the choice to be nice or nasty. Philosophically, a lot of we Christians can won't believe that. Though. They all they all believe that. Um, like so, like Calvinism would say. I mean, don't I don't want to speak in something that I don't know tons about but they would say we're, that god, we're branching off into some big god subjects has here, but yeah. every little step planned out and that god's will is always done now and is that is that correct i mean That's yeah yeah you, yes for the purposes of this discussion right. <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> yeah it's it's much bigger than that but yes god knows you know i think when we're talking about suffering yeah I, you know, free will, whatever free will is, we'll hold that in the bones, whatever free will is, um, is a big part of the story. Mm. Um, and, and just imagine what a world would be like if God did intervene magically, <laughs> you know, at every point of suffering, every crossword you ever said to your kids, um, mm. 
not the ever say any. Oh, you know, if God never intervened and, and made your mouth turn it into something loving instead. You know, if, if I pulled out a knife to stab Ben, you know. And it, yeah, she's and, pulled out an axe. And I don't God, know where you got And that God from. magically turn it into a banana. You know, the, the, the world would just be upside down, inside out. We'd never know what was happening. If, and and, and, and say, we would feel ultimately controlled. But stuff like that does happen, though, right? Stuff like that does happen. Miracles happen. Yeah, absolutely. But that's because God is changing the natural order. But that, but so if he, he just did picks it, and chooses when he intervenes. So. If if no, he I, is God after all. I mean, he's got the right. I think. Well, why can't he? <laughs> so I I think um, when it talks about will, which is your original question, it goes back to what's God's permissible will and what's His. I can't think what the other phrase is. What's His ultimate will for the world? And actually, God allows things to happen because actually, for the very reason that Matt's just described about the, if we if he stepped in at every moment and had a principle that says, every time something bad is going to happen, I will be there to stop it, actually our world would feel chaotic. And that whole thing of we wouldn't feel like we had any sense of control. I'm Absolutely. only just thinking... We would feel controlled and we totally feel... Totally. So why like, do we pray for everything? Because we're praying for God to act and intervene. So and we're do, saying... So we ask, that I, we ask him The primary to, purpose of me praying has got nothing to do with whether he does it or not. Yeah. yeah. The primary purpose of me I, praying is, is a relationship. I get that, yeah. but what we're, what we're saying... So what you kind of alluded to there was that it's not always God's will for yeah. good stuff to happen. For good stuff to happen. God's will is not always No, that's done, a different question. I, God always wants good stuff to happen. Yeah. So God doesn't want suffering. I I don't believe, I, could, I think I can see where you're pushing. I do not believe that God sends suffering. He doesn't make suffering happen. He doesn't cause suffering to happen. He um, does biblically sometimes. But. Would you say? Um think some of the residents of Sodom and Gomorrah I, I suppose <laughs> what I was talking about was in the situation. That's a very Christian joke. Oh, yeah. What we were talking about here around this yeah, yeah. table, you know, I don't believe that God said, right, Emily hasn't had enough suffering right now, yeah. so I'm going to give her mm. a real dose of it and see whether she still loves me. No, but, but I, I think we sometimes, what I think we can't discern is the Bible does talk about us, about us having discipline from God. And sometimes, dependent yeah. on my mindset, what might I might feel is suffering is actually discipline. So that's not like, Emily, I'm going to take mm, all your toys yeah. away. But sometimes what I have to learn is, which goes back full circle to actually my right to choose, there are consequences to the choices that I make. Absolutely. And sometimes I have to recognise that what I I chose has led me down this path and now Absolutely. I feel like I'm suffering in yeah. inverted commas yeah. but actually if I really examined it and really self-examined I'd see that I had a part to play in bringing that about the now I know of my choices. like and Absolutely. I really want here is to recognize that that I'm not saying that that's true on every circumstance of suffering but I certainly know that that like yeah, mm. like within a family circumstance, yeah. I can see that when I choose to behave in a particular way in my in my family situation, of course I can see how if I wake up moody and grotty, then mm. I get what I deserve from my husband and kids yeah. is that they give the same back to me and it's by grace that I don't get the same back. But our our actions have consequences. Absolutely. And actually sometimes God uses and those. In our world. Yeah, and, yeah, and God uses sometimes that to allow me to feel 
disciplined or I'm disciplined because of. And you will learn through those things. I think if we allow God to teach us, but I don't think he, I don't think he looks down and goes, Ben, you haven't had enough suffering today. I'm going to, I'm going to get. And your parent example is really good with that. I've actually, there are times when we do discipline, because if any of us are parents, you say no, and you will take things away or stop things from happening. You may even put them on a naughty spot or whatever. But actually, we never bring that. We just yeah, we can try. And you don't and do it randomly. No. You don't go right today. Yeah, exactly. You know, or you don't. But you're not suddenly like right. Okay, I I feel like your day's been too good. Exactly. Then I'm going to take all that away. Fins the name of my son, exactly. by the way. So yeah. Um, I think there's a problem going back to the prayer thing. Okay. I think there's a lot of hurt and a and a problem with people feeling like they haven't done enough because God heals some people from their suffering. You know, whether yeah, that does. be cancer yeah. whether that be a, a, a tornado that comes i mean i've literally i've literally seen it um like from people that i trust and it sounds wacky but tornadoes that look like they're going to come straight towards you and they get sucked back into the sky because of this prayer but it doesn't always happen no and but, people say and i, and I don't people know people say why, the yeah. prayer fixes it they give they give prayer the credit when it goes right so yeah, does that yeah, mean yeah. when it doesn't we don't pray hard enough to that's that. where i think it, again it goes back to understanding the character of god because and understanding what actually is what is this world really all about because yeah. living here now past my 90 100 years if i'm lucky is that what life is actually all about i reckon no, i'll be about 60 i reckon well, i reckon, but, I reckon yeah. you'll do quite well um yeah you're made of stern stuff no. um but like but that, for me that's not what life's ultimately about. Life is actually ultimately about living in eternity, which starts today with Jesus, which means at some point, yes, I am going to find that I will die, which means that I will in, I will find either that I'm sick or some tragic accident will happen to me and I'll pass away. I might die in my sleep. But actually, life is about that eternal perspective, which says, yeah, when I pray that God might heal. So when I prayed for God to heal my daughter, Charlotte, yeah, of course, I wanted to have 40 years Mm. with her. But actually, my hope isn't in that he could heal her and I could have those 40 years. My hope is in the fact that that there's a wider narrative that says even when we lose people, even when somebody dies for some tragic reason, actually we have got the possibility of eternity and that's the ultimate mm. healing that God provides. It might not be healing now, but it's ultimate yeah, healing. Yeah, and I do understand eternity. that. I just think for me, when I look at God and read the Bible and see his heart, or I see him, why would he not want to intervene? Whether that, you know, or why would he not? What, you know, he's he loves each one of us. He's formed us for a purpose. I believe that for each and every one of our lives no matter how short you know i believe there's a will and a purpose and a plan so and that's what we know about god and i would agree with that and i think that's not what we know about god we know more than that about god ben you've you've said that's what we know as if that's the only thing we know about him we have to hold so much intention don't we about what we know about god but i do believe uh, for me, again, like we spoke about this last time, I have some, I have some black and whites. Yeah, and for me, it's like that's what I hold. But and that's, then the rest is where it gets a bit. Tricky. But that's where maybe I didn't articulate my point well enough. Is that actually God does 
love everybody. God doesn't want suffering for everybody, I don't believe. But actually, he's done something about it. And what Mm, he's done is Jesus died and Jesus rose again so that actually one day there will be no more suffering, there will be no more tears, there will be no more pain. We just live in this interim period where it still exists. And I think that's really hard for us. But it's not like we're sitting there saying God hasn't done something about suffering to try to take suffering away. He has. We just live in this weird place where we can still experience it. But it is odd what he picks and chooses. Absolutely. And I I would agree with that. And I don't want to sit here as if I've got all the answers and, Mm. you know, it, it never bothers me. Yeah, yeah. It, it does. There are times where I I do not understand on what basis God chooses to heal some and not others and and to miraculously answer some prayers and not others. But but that but that for me doesn't push me further away from him. No. It makes me lean in and perhaps with tears in my eyes and perhaps with anger in my voice, I'm I'm continuing on in this relationship with him. And through that, he's trying to help me to understand. Mm. And it and it kind of comes back to the the prayer stuff. Prayer isn't about getting what I want. It's about the relationship I have with him and trying to understand, almost understand what prayers he would want me to pray. And when I read the Bible, particularly the New Testament, in the relationship, the life of Jesus, there's never a promise that Christians won't suffer. There's never a promise almost that the says, <laughs> absolutely. All I read is that he promises to stand with us in it. Mm. You know, um, I think you're right, almost the opposite. You know, suffering will yeah, come. It's will part of our world. Yeah. You know, it, it's a, it is, as my, as Christians call it, a fallen world. There are things that are going to go wrong, most of them because of human beings in the way we interact mm. with each other. And I hold my hand up. You know, if God decided to get rid of all causes of suffering, you know, how many of us would be left? Mm. You know, It'd be a desolate yeah, planet. Yeah, probably yeah. all cause. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'd all be gone. Well, we all drove here. What does that mean? Global yeah. warming. <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> but I think if you believe that cars cause global oh, warming, oh, don't get mad on things that's, like that. That's a different <laughs> subject. Yeah, but um, I think yeah, I'm really interested in that tension around. Okay, God's will, not not His ultimate will, but sometimes. So we hold this tension of God wanting good for us yeah fighting for us and warning us i believe he wants us to be well i believe um he has planned for our lives that is long um also this tension of god's will possibly isn't always done um and for me i like the idea of god always trying to intervene yeah so then what does that mean Maybe he's not all powerful. I, I, I mean, I suppose I would look at the relationship between you and your kid, and mm. and um, you always want what's best for them, you, but you're not going to m- always make it happen. Yeah, um, because their choices come into play, particularly as they get older. Um, you you continue to love them. You continue to try and show them the best way to live, actually. Um, and and I'm sure that picture of a father and a son is one we're meant to really keep hold of in this discussion. Mm. God is acting in my life 
in much the same way as a f- good father yeah. and a son does. Uh, and if anything, so and that's what makes me think it's like the only things I would allow my kids to go through, the only suffering I'd allow my kids to go through would be out of my control. So what's out uh, of God's uh, control? But pause for a second. I'm not sure that's true. Um, for instance, I presume you've taken JJ to the doctor to have an immunisation, which causes pain, but you've done it for a reason because you can see a future benefit. You can see that this this pain is necessary. Mm. Sometimes, um, sometimes you might... I don't know whether you do or not, but you might smack your child. It causes pain, but you're doing it for a reason. Um, Now, I'm not sure those examples are perfect when it comes to God, but I can see times Mm. when suffering and pain is not always bad. That's that, like, so taking it, escalating it up from the, like, injection thing, that's where parents, there are parents of addicts who have to make the tough decisions, aren't there, that say, Mm. actually, I will let my child suffer through this because actually they need to come to a conclusion where they're choosing to do something different there's a lesson that even needs something to be stupid like bedtime learned. right yeah. Uh, yeah that's what i'm going for at the moment it's like okay i have to let jj cry yeah. right. otherwise he won't learn to, okay. learn to go to learn sleep to yeah. yeah that's a perfect example of like yeah. actually um, and and so earlier you said you know the only time you would let your kids suffer is when it's out of your control yeah. actually and and I think we think that we're good. Yeah. But actually, when we begin to think about the subject, we realise it's it's much bigger and much deeper than mm. that in our lives. Um, so the difficulty, I think, comes, isn't it, is, is as human beings, when we're going through suffering, is trying to work out, is there a lesson to this? And try and or like... And that's where Absolutely. that relationship comes in of actually it's that clinging to God and, and saying, where are you? And often we don't know that lesson until yeah, later. And what is the lesson here? But there's a verse in the Bible that says that actually that God works all, you know, all, things for, the, yeah, yeah. all things for the good of those that love him. And yeah. actually that any circumstance that we go through, he can, it's not because he intended it to happen and therefore it was intended so that A, B and C can happen, but actually you go through it and actually he can still bring mm. something good from it. And I think we also, when we say God is all powerful, it's kind of this throwaway word. Um, we don't actually think what all powerful actually means in the context of God. So I think there are some things God can't do. Now, it's to do with our English language, it's to do with how we communicate. I don't think God can make rubbish. Okay, yeah. Now, that doesn't limit God's power. It's, it's the way we use language. I don't think God can act outside of his character, which is really important when we think yeah. through issues like this. So in one way, as we're using English, where well, you've just said there's things that God can't do, so that means he's not all-powerful. No, it's a misunderstanding of what we mean by okay, all-powerful. Put it this way then. Would you say that God is in control? Yes. Of everything. Yes. Mm-hmm. But there's some corollaries. That he's almost, <laughs> he's written in to be, like, what, what do you mean by that? I like, think that he's, he's written so into. God, God is, can control anything that happens on earth or is in control of anything that happens on earth. Well, Again, come back to a parent. There are times where you say to JJ, you can you can play. Mm. 
The Lego's out, do what you like. Now, ultimately, you're in control. You could step in and throw all the Lego out. You could, but you don't. You say, I'm going to let you. I'm still in control, but I'm letting you exercise your free will. Control as a parent is just an illusion. I'm letting you play. And and I think God has said to humanity, this is how I want you to live. I've described how I want you to live and I'm going to let you kind of go that. In fact, going way back in the Bible, the story of Noah and the ark and all of that, actually that was a result of God saying, I'm going to step back and I'm mm. going to, you want to run it your way? I'm going to let you run it your way. And it got so bad mm. that God had to step in again and actually kind of, White humanity, which is horrific, but because it got so bad, and and so I think God is still in control. There's the Bible says there's going to be a time where He's going to step back in. Jesus is going to mm, physically yeah. come back and take that control. Mm. So, what do you mean by control? He's on His throne. He's King. He's Lord. He's sovereign. All of those power words. He is in control, but He's letting it run at the moment right i think i'd i would echo that so i don't i wouldn't disagree with that that would be my viewpoint he's not out of control what i think we haven't touched on Mm. or brought in is what's our responsibility within suffering so you're you say you know you've got a loving god and you believe he should intervene and actually i think for us His whether we yeah, yeah and our heart okay. and i think the question for us then as christians or not christians whether you're church unchurch whoever is actually what part do we have to play within suffering which i think is often a question we don't ask ourselves when we're pointing the finger at god as though it's like so where are you within suffering and we forget that actually typical thing when you're pointing a finger one points one way and three point back of actually where are we within suffering? So actually, what do I do? And to where help? are we in terms of healing? Yeah, yeah. You know, yes. the, the, the healing is another one. No, yeah. no, no, no. But no, the no. stuff you're talking about in terms of making the suffering not happen. Yeah. Actually, we are as Christians, we're the church. We're meant to be doing his hands, something. his feet, his yeah. head. Here but also, earth. I think everybody can do that. Like, where are we taking actual responsibility? So you joked about the cars and, and you know, mm-hmm. and that's not a big, but like the whole thing about plastics, the whole thing about lots of issues in this world where we can say, yeah, do I choose, do I choose, for example, to, I consistently buy like spray on deodorant because I hate having to wait for my flipping arms to dry when you do roll on. <laughs> but actually. Roll I'm, on is not an option. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> just but, not, it gets all caught, but everybody would say that that whole aerosol, well, that adds to global warming because because of the like CO effect or whatever. Exactly. So each of us makes small decisions every day that we don't even think about because actually yeah. often our comfort overrides that. So yeah. actually, where are we willing to say, no, I'm gonna stand up and I'm not gonna do that yeah. because I want to make sure that I'm alleviating environmental effects, or actually how am I gonna help? that person down the street who's suffering. And How I think I've spoken help? about a theology of orange juice on the podcast before. Have I done that? I'm looking around. I think I, so. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember when. Ben, so we've only got a few minutes left and I'm conscious mm. that kind of you've raised some questions and we've kind That's of my beat, job. I'm not we've saying beaten what you I down. No. And I just kind of wanted to say, so where are you in this suffering thing? Um, yeah. <sighs> Fluid. Okay. Um, but in a healthy way. Um, we've always spoken about, about like mm. not changing your theology to match your circumstance. Yeah. I, I, 
would like to think that I don't do that. Okay. Um, but yeah, what what I do hold, I hold some stuff as black and white. Yeah. Um, and that I believe in a good God. Yeah. Um, a God that loves us and wants, and his ultimate will is no more pain, no yeah. more tears. I believe that Jesus took on all of our pain and suffering. Mm-hmm. So it's a bit confusing why Absolutely. we live through that now, but yeah. I know that yeah. that's his ultimate okay. will. I don't have to believe that God is all powerful. Okay. I think there are some theological questions I have around Jesus okay. being yeah. powerful. Okay. Um, how could Jesus be truly tempted yeah, 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 yeah. if he yeah. 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 If he could, you know, temptation is taken away if you can just beat everyone. Um <laughs> yeah. it is, isn't it? Absolutely. So, but was that I'm not, I'm not sure I've said that Jesus was all powerful. Yeah. But, but then the next question is, was he hundred percent God? Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So there's tension there. Um yeah. but it doesn't keep me awake no, no, awake no. at no. night. Um but I I believe that God is fighting to heal everyone okay to rid everyone of sickness disease poverty whether that be natural man-made i believe that god is fighting for that Mm. um right now yeah and some things okay are probably outside of his control in that okay okay whether i i don't really perhaps yeah again it's all language it is language yeah yeah it's all a language thing but um yeah yeah but ultimately god is good and so in our last couple time. of minutes, guys, what would we... Sorry, I'll take the role of the question now, but Please do. what would we advise people who are going through suffering, some hard times, some difficult times, maybe long-term sickness, maybe a short, sharp... You know, What, what mm. would we, in the last few minutes, say about suffering to them? I mean, if I go first, then you can go yeah. second, um, only because I've got something in my head. I would say that God is good. Okay. Um, and, and to hold on to that fact. That and ultimately, God. he never fails us. Okay. He is, no matter whether you believe he's all-powerful or really powerful, all-knowing or really knowing, he is worth following. Life is better with Jesus. Okay. Um, and a lot of the times, that is really hard. Mm. Um, I mean, like, I don't want to get too deep again as we wrap up, but... but we, me and Kat really struggled to um, conceive with Taylor, and we we lost a we lost a kid in between, and that was really tough. But I am God has not failed me. Mm. I do not look at Taylor, and that's not a half-assed effort to me. No, that is no. everything I could ever want, and God has provided me. Yeah, what, was it God's plan for us to lose that kid? I don't believe. So. No. I, I don't believe so. <laughs> Okay. Um, was he com- and was he then therefore completely in control and completely in charge of that happening? I don't see how those two things can work okay. together. Um, but I do not feel let down. Okay. What about you? I then? did at the time. Okay. But yeah, I, yeah. I do not feel let. Down. Ultimately, I'm not let down. I think time. mine would be very similar. Um, of that whole thing of actually, yeah that God is good irrespective of what you're facing right now God is good and that he loves you and that actually he can and will fulfill your deepest needs um it's just trusting him with where you're at as you're in that place that's really difficult um but it's also trusting that God is big enough for your questions so I remember when I was really struggling with the why question after Charlotte died somebody saying actually it's like 
is like saying that you're free falling and trusting that God's big enough to catch mm. you. And actually, ultimately, I do believe that God is big enough to catch you. Yeah. So let yourself free fall and cling to him as you do so and sit, yeah. you know, and have that. So don't be frightened of shouting at him or screaming at him or asking questions or wrestling or just being like, you know what, I don't get it and I'm just in tears. Or even being willing to say, I hate it right now, God, slash possibly hate you a little bit mm. right now, God. Yeah. But just keep at it be real with him and ultimately know he is good he does love you he's with you he feels your pain which i think we haven't touched on is is that Mm. sense actually in the midst of suffering he feels your pain he gets that and he weeps alongside you so he's not standing there over you kind of and trust that he will carry you through it and get you the other side Mm -hmm. Um, and it's And it's that thing that says, actually, often with suffering, we think it will come to an end and it's complete. Actually, I think when you have suffered, there's a wound you carry from that. And it's never that it doesn't go away. It's just something that you... It's like scars we have. Yeah. And it's a story you have to tell, but that you have this story that you can tell and you can either choose to say how it ended you and God, or you can stand and say, look how deep god and i are yeah. now because of that scar and how what we i'd be i'd encourage just just like you two said yeah, i'd yeah. encourage people to lean into god in the midst of pain and suffering lean into it shout argue but as you said cling to him yeah. but yeah. use suffering to lean into him mm. rather than use it to, and lean away from him um yeah. I was only going to add in the cling to him. I remember thinking, actually, when you're when you're angry with God, that's really hard. So if you are going through suffering right now and you like, I want to cling to him, but I'm so angry, then my one advice would be, do not give up on mm. meeting with people who do believe mm. in him. Surround yourself mm. with people who might not know what to say to you, but they believe in him. And it might not be that you ever ask them questions, but there is something about having around you the people that do believe in God that just help you ride Absolutely. through that. And that's really important. And if it's too tough for you to cling on to him, perhaps just pray that he clings on, on to, to you. you. Yeah. That's great. Well, if any thing that we've spoken about has affected you and you want to reach out please do um probably Twitter is not the best way to go about it but um if you Mm. go on edengathering.co.uk you can drop us like a direct email off there and that'll get picked up by our team so i just want to say thanks to emma matt for being here i know it's Um, been a privilege as always so good um we'll try and do more of these these are some of my favorite podcasts so thank you and yeah be honest with yourself if you're suffering um, if you're if you're suffering we're suffering um, yeah don't stay silent don't let be, that be another thing um, that you can't talk about be honest with yourself be honest with us and I'm sure we can help cool see you next week hey, take care bye bye